well, here we go. I've thought about this so much in the past 20 hours that I think I'm ready to comprehensively write it down. I'm going to give as many details in this story that may seem unnecessary at first, but as we go on, everything will become clear, so bear with me. In my town, it never snows. Everyone jokes about it and chalks it up to global warming. It's honestly a shame because when I was younger, I remember sledding and building snowmen in my front yard and yada yada yada. Good times, bottom line. I haven't seen real snow in two years, even though it used to be a guarantee that we would get a good snowfall at least ten times throughout the winter season. Yesterday, it snowed. The forecast said rain. Everyone crossed their fingers that we would see snow, but no one was really counting on it. And then, it snowed. Hard. For hours. It came down in thick flakes and covered the ground at least three inches high. When the snow started to calm down, I decided I would go outside and enjoy the snow, since it would probably be one of the only times it would happen this winter. I was going to go to the woods near my house and walk around, and maybe take some pictures. When I tell this story, you must understand at least the basic geography of my neighborhood. Basically, there's a line of houses that back up against woods. The backyards are fenced in, and directly after the fence, the forest begins. The forest must be at least a couple square miles in every direction. I walked into the forest through a path, going away from the houses and into the woods. It was still snowing pretty heavily, and the snow was starting to cover my glasses. I had to clear them every once in a while. It was beautiful. It reminded me of The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Truly, one of the prettiest things I had ever seen. I got carried away and continued walking. I must have walked for 15 minutes. I had no hopes of getting home soon. I took my glasses off to clear them because they were getting wet and foggy. When I put them back on, I saw two faintly glowing lights ahead of me. They kind of looked like car headlights. I sat there and wondered what they were for a while, and for a minute, I got my hopes up and thought that I had found some sort of UFO. I walked towards it with the mindset that I was going to be let down by something completely explainable and normal, such as car headlights. When I got closer, I realized that they were lights on the side of a house. I thought, this was normal until I thought of the geography of the woods. If I had walked straight through the woods from my neighborhood, I would have come out on a highway, not a neighborhood. I walked into this neighborhood to try to figure out where exactly it was and make sense of where I was, simply because I was curious. When I walked in front of the house, I recognized it immediately. This is the house down the street. Sure enough, I was in my very own neighborhood. I looked down the road and I saw my own house. I was thinking, this can't be real. I must have taken a wrong turn or something and I need to go back. 
so I turned and walked right back down the same path that I had before. I followed my own footsteps in the snow, and I walked straight for about eight minutes. While I was walking, I called my friend who loves supernatural stuff. I thought she would at least get a kick out of this, even if it was all BS and I had simply taken a wrong turn. Before I could explain the situation, I got a call from my mom. Since we live in the same house, and there might have been an emergency, I told my friend I would call her back, and I answered my mom. Typical mom call. She said that I needed to be home for dinner immediately, and I told her I'd be home in five and called back my friend. As I was talking to my friend, I noticed that there were large branches, bushes, and even ponds that hadn't been there as I was walking before. As I was telling my friend this, and slightly panicking, her mom walked into the room and asked to talk to me, because me and her mom sometimes talk about books and such. Her mom started going on and on about a book that I had recommended to her. It was not typical of her to talk for so long about something. She's usually pretty to the point. After that tumultuous conversation, my friend was back on the phone. I told her that I literally think that there are forces preventing me from going back. I mean, think about it. There were branches obstructing my way. My mother called and asked for me to come home immediately. I just got caught up in a conversation that was entirely too long and the cold was biting. Even the snow had picked up and was coming down in my direction, like a warning to tell me to go back home. And a few minutes later... I saw the lights again. This time, I was sure that I had walked completely straight. It doesn't make sense that I would end up back in my neighborhood while I was literally walking away from it. This happened at the Woodland Hills Mall in Tulsa, November 23rd, 2020, around 6pm or so. My husband and I, completely sober per usual, took our two kids, a baby and school-aged child, to JCPenney's in the mall. Due to COVID, if there are two or more entrances to a store, they block off all but one. This Penny's has a top level and a bottom level entrance from the mall, floor 1 and 2, and we've been going here since we were kids, and none of the areas have changed. We were on the top floor, too, when we went in. Sun was on the outside of the store as usual. The display was white, soft sweaters on the left and softer tones, and I touched one and commented on it. We walked around the left side of the store to the back to find the single tiny elevator that can only fit one family. We got in, and hit the button for floor one. There were only two buttons, floor one and floor two. There were no buttons to other numbers or floors. We got out on floor one, where the shoes are to the left, and decided to find another store, as none of the snow boots fit our oldest. We walked the few feet back to the elevator, that was literally only a few feet from the shoe area, so we could see it the entire time. We got in to hit button 2 to head back up, 
so we could exit as floor one had its entrance closed with this gated wall thing. The elevator moved. It opened to a completely different part of the store from where we entered originally. It was home decor, and none of the clothes racks that had been there upon first entrance on floor two. We felt uneasy, as if everyone in the store was silent and still, just staring at us the entire time. Then, we were even more freaked out to find that where our exit should have been, there was a gated wall closed off. We walked back to that same little elevator. We got on and hit floor one again, and it opened to where we had been with the shoes on the left. But this time, it was like a weird combination of the original floor two and floor one, as halfway through, we saw the displays and layout that we had seen upon entrance on floor two, that were always there. But the same sweaters on the left were green and red, and the sign was of different colors and design. The entrance was completely open, as if it had switched, and we still felt complete dread and utter silence and stares. We exited past the Starbucks on the first level, totally confused. My husband said he felt like something shifted as we walked away from the store. People stopped staring, the mall was loud again, and when we took the mall's middle elevator outside of Penny's to get back to level 2 of the mall itself to head to the store on that floor, I felt completely terrified to see that the gate to Penny's was open on level 2. The display was the original white sweaters, and looking downstairs, the gate was closed that we had just exited out of. We got our kids snow boots from the children's place, and we left while looking off at Penny's in shock. The second our kid fell asleep in the car, we spoke about it. I told him, You saw that too, right? And he explained to me exactly the same as I saw it. We both experienced it, and we both felt dread the entire time. Since then, we've noticed so many odd glitches or entering these voids where people seem to stop and stare in silence. Little things have changed, like the names and stores around town. Penny's is not a good example as this might just be my husband and I remembering it this way as kids. Relatives seem just... off or different, people have been strangely aggressive to us anytime we go out, and we're a small, quiet family who bothers nobody. Birds and little things keep glitching and we notice it more and more. My husband has jokingly stated that we're in the wrong world, but I really don't want to think about it. I'm tempted to take them back to the elevator and try again, and maybe fix it. I've been questioning if there's a floor of the store itself that we just never go to, and somehow the old elevator took us there. The elevator does get stuck a lot, it's so old, but it only has buttons 1 and 2 though. I'm not sure they can even do that. The mall only has two levels you can enter into stores through. I've also questioned whether a worker opened and closed the wrong entrance, as it was near closing time, but... It happened so quickly. I'm unsure how they could have unless they sprinted between the floors. 
in the summer of 2018, I went to a concert at MetLife Stadium. It was raining out, so I scrambled to get out of the car and into the stadium in a hurry. When I got to the security check, I opened my bag for my guard, and I realized I didn't have my phone. I ran back to the car and searched, but I couldn't find it. My sister, who I was at the concert with, called it again and again, but I couldn't hear it ring or vibrate. We walked the same path from the car to the entrance multiple times to see if I had dropped it, but it was nowhere to be found. We were now risking being late for the concert, so I said screw it, I'll figure it out later. After the show, I went to the security office at the stadium to check lost and found, but my phone had not been brought in. I started making plans to buy a replacement. My sister and I drove the two hours back to her apartment, and started getting ready for bed whenever her phone rang. She didn't get to it in time to answer the call, but she informed me that she had a new voicemail from my phone. It started off something like this. Hi, um, I just got home from MetLife Stadium, and I, um, I found this phone on the floor of my car. We called them back and shared our bewilderment. None of us had any theories as to how my phone ended up in this random stranger's car. While my phone was passcode protected, since I had a bunch of missed calls from my sister, they were able to swipe to return the call without unlocking the phone. They were super nice, and they allowed me to drive to their house to pick it up the next day. I spent so much time pondering this situation and trying to figure out a logical explanation. The windows of their car were fully closed because it was raining, so it couldn't have fallen in the window. My sister's theory is that I set it on top of their car, and it fell in whenever they opened their door, but I highly doubt I put any of my belongings on another person's car. I am thankful the person did not assume I broke into their car and accidentally left my phone at the scene of the crime, because that probably would have been my first thought if the roles were changed. All names used here are fake. So, here's a small background. I was trying to get over an ex at the time. My friend Maggie randomly texted me saying, Hey, would you be opposed to going on a date with Audrey? Audrey is a mutual friend, and I say no. So I try to talk to her, but I don't feel any sparks. The next day... I try to ask a group of friends to hang out. There's one girl in the group, and the one of my other friends in the group text me saying, Dude, stop hitting on Alexandria. Focus on Audrey. I'm just like, ugh. Later that day, I was spaced out at a traffic light, completely sober, when the truck in front of me turns right. I automatically think, huh, the light must be green, and so I go. I hear some light honking, but I ignore it. I was halfway through the intersection, 30 miles per hour back road with the 55 mile per hour highway, 
when I realized that the light was red. And for some reason, I stopped. I heard a car behind me swerve to not hit me, so I kept going and had to stop on the side of the road to process what just happened. This is when things get weird. My friends never mentioned Audrey to me again. A month later, she starts dating somebody else, Jake, so I assume that was why. However, a few months later, I bring it up to Maggie about how she tried setting me up with Audrey, and she just stares at me blankly and says, No, we were trying to set her up with Jake. I thought she was pulling my chain, but I went back to the old text messages, and I couldn't find any that mentioned Audrey in the first place, let alone any of my friends trying to set me up with her. The weird thing about this experience is I didn't black out. I was conscious the whole time, so I don't know if I died and switched to another reality, but I know damn well that I was not imagining this. Also, Maggie claims that she had been having consistent dreams of me dying, and they stopped whenever this event happened. I went to Walmart around 7.30, and as I pulled in and parked, there was a lady in a maroon Nissan sedan on the next aisle over, so there's basically no one there since it's early. She parks, pops open the trunk, gets out, and closes her driver's side door. She walks to the trunk and opens it, and then puts her purse in the trunk, and closes the trunk, and then starts to walk into the store. I look down at my phone for literally five seconds and look back up, and there she is parking. She pops the trunk open, gets out, closes the driver's side door, walks back, opens the trunk, and completes the rest. Now, I'm floored because I just watched a glitch as it happened. Then, as I left Walmart, there was a guy in a white Chevy extra cab truck, We left at the same time, and he passed me as I'm going back home. I drove 55, and as I'm coming home, I live by the river. There is the same guy, coming back over the bridge that I'm driving over now. This guy would have literally had to drive 150 miles per hour to beat me there. Now, this was really weird, and I didn't think to check to see if I had lost time but there's no way that guy could have beat me home into the bridge. It takes about 10 minutes to get from Walmart to get home. If I drove 55 and he gets there before me, I don't know. It just kind of messed with my mind. I grew up in a small town with a wind dixie and a Walmart. I've never heard of Publix, because I'm from Alabama. I remember around 2010 that the town next to us got a Publix, and I turned my nose up to it. They're so expensive. I remember passing by it all the time on my way to the beach. Well, it's 2019, and 
I was on the phone one day with my mom, who still lives in Alabama. Now, I live in Florida, by the way. Well, she was complaining about not being close to a store. I said, hey, what about the Publix right around the corner from you? She sounded confused. She stated, what Publix? The one right before the Gulf Shores Bridge. She said that there has never been a Publix there. It was so weird. I specifically remember it being there. I was so shook by this. I got online and googled it. And, well, Google said it doesn't exist. I was questioning myself, but I promised to my core that that store was there. Today, in 2020, I just have to let go of that weird glitch or Mandela effect and move on with my life. So that was, as you know, a collection of Glitch in the Matrix stories, and I hope that you really enjoyed them because I absolutely loved them. Thank you to everyone who let me read their story, and thank you to those of you who submitted the story to me via either message or email. Always appreciated. Getting these stories from my listeners, it means a lot to me, because it makes, one, it gives me content, obviously, but two, it makes it a little more personal because these actually came straight to me. So thank you again, and thank you to everyone who listened. And if you really enjoyed what you heard, please hit that subscribe button, thumbs up button, bell icon. Let me know you liked it, because the more you let me know you like it, the more you're letting the algorithm know you like it, and the algorithm kind of controls everything in this world, so, you know. You can also do that support stuff by following me on all the pages. Follow me on the Instagrams, the Twitters, the Facebooks, the Reddits, all that stuff. Support channel with the Patreon, Coffee, or channel memberships. All patrons and channel memberships get early access to all of my videos, whenever I'm able to post them there, typically a day or two before, sometimes up to a week before they post. And yeah, uh, let's move on to the word of the week thing from last week that we did. Last week was flavor, a fairly simple word, but one that, um, I don't know, just kind of makes it interesting to do words of the week with that one. So as there were only four comments that used it, I decided to just let everybody win this time. <laughs> I promise you I'm not that indecisive. It was just, I'm not going to pick one or two over, you know, there's only four. It's not that big of a deal, so. All right. First off, we have 242 reads. Uh, you're told that your tongue is divided for different flavor regions. This is untrue. Maybe a glitch in the data. It's all mixed in your tongue, so you can really enjoy the flavor of that steak. That is an interesting and fun fact. As always, 242, thank you. Next, I would be Annie Red DJ, whose name I said correctly this time, I hope. <laughs> She said in her comment that relates, uh, being a former music and karaoke DJ, thus the name, I found I related most to the second story. I can just imagine enjoying a great night singing with friends, enjoying the flavor of too many bourbon and ginger ales, overindulging in a plethora of shot flavors in the new bar of my dreams, just to find it's mysteriously gone the next day. Yikes. Questioning their reality would certainly make future even less flavorful. Three uses. Thank you. Next one would be Treehugger, a name I have not seen on my channel prior, so welcome and thank you for commenting, uh, that said, your video added so much flavor to a very vanilla day. Thank you. I really do appreciate that boost in the ego. And then lastly, Mia Mina, with her comment, specifically the part that says, and now to your word of the day, as I came into the room, the air was so thick with the scent, I could taste the flavor of the lemon meringue pies mixed with the taste of strawberry cheesecake and double German chocolate cake. 
Looking around, I saw neither food item in the kitchen or dining room. However, upon opening the oven, I did find the cheesecake just finishing baking. The lemon meringue was also there, just finishing browning of the meringue. Yet, no matter where I looked, there was no double German chocolate cake anywhere in the house. It seems, despite the thickly flavored scents, the cake was a lie. The portal reference got you an immediate victory on that one, Mia. Thank you. And for today's word of the day, we have untimely. U-N-T-I-M-E-L-Y, which means at an inopportune time or before, due, or ready. Good luck with that one. I don't know how you're going to do that with these stories, if you want to mix it in, or if you want to tell a little short story on your own, go for it. All right, I got to end this because we're over three and a half minutes now. So hopefully you all have a beautiful day, and I hope I'll see you in the next video. But until then, sleep well.